This morning, as we look at the scriptures, as we enter into our uh, Christmas season, we want to take a look at a number of passages of scripture, but let's just open in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we look to you this day <clears throat> to open our hearts and our lives that we may glorify you in the things that we say and do and how we live for you. And may your word continue to encourage and support us. And Lord, we do pray for those that are traveling today as we think of Dave and Heather and others of the congregation that uh, are traveling today as well. We just pray for a safe journey for them. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Throughout scripture, there are many names in the Old Testament that are given to, uh, to the name of God. There's, there's a whole list of them. And as you come to the New Testament, there's Jesus, and then there's a whole list or a, a bunch of names that are given to Jesus that are connected to his name. So throughout scripture, these names given to Jesus... And in the gospel, uh, the four gospels, Jesus himself refers in his object lessons and his teaching uh, to other names that are connected to him. For example, he says, I am the door. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and life. So each one of these names that are attached to the name of Jesus, it reveals a little bit more of who he is and why he came uh, to this earth. That uh, Jesus is why uh, he, he came to earth and uh, reveals a little bit more as to the plan of God and how he is the central part of the plan of God. And so this morning we want to take, a, I'm going to take a look at four of the common names of Jesus used during the Christmas season. And so the uh, first one is found Matthew chapter 1, 21 and 22. And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. So the first name we want to look at is probably the most common and the most familiar name, the name of Jesus. Uh, you will notice, however, I'm just going to give you a little bit of history, that uh, you'll notice that Mary and Joseph were not given the option of naming their child. The common uh, cultural thing in that day and age was this for the Jewish culture that a whole bunch of the family the ladies would gather together the neighbors and relatives they would gather together on this social occasion uh, for the, to the naming of this child they would examine this child look it over uh, top to bottom they would look into its face they would see the what features they see they would and they would come up this child looks like this ch uh, child seems to have these characteristics this is the name of the child 
Mary and Joseph were not given that opportunity uh, to, uh, for the, the family, friends, and neighbors to name the child. In fact, Mary and Joseph were not uh, allowed to go back into their genealogy and history and pull out a name of, of someone that was important to them. They were not even allowed to go back into the history of the Jewish culture and pull out a name that seemed to be appropriate. No, they were told, you are going to have a son and you will call his name Jesus. Now, Jesus, we've heard it before. What does it mean? Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Jesus does not mean that everybody is automatically saved. But it does mean that when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, that we are saved through his name. Uh, Jesus ties into the plan of God, verse 22 as it talks about uh, the uh, the prophets spoke about uh, the Lord and the the Lord gave the prophets the information that there's going to be a son that was going to be born and uh, <clears throat> so the the prophets they they spoke this and the Jewish people knew that well in advance and so Jesus name indicates that he is the person and the plan come down from our heavenly father. He is God in the flesh. But the name Jesus really stands for that there is no salvation outside the plan of God, outside of Jesus Christ. The second name that's a common name, uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So the second name is Emmanuel, which means, as the Bible says, God with us. But Emmanuel is connected to the name of Jesus. So in other words, Jesus is part of the central plan of God, but Emmanuel is God with us. This is going to be a close relationship that we can have with him. But it also goes back to Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. And Isaiah wrote under the inspiration of God, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. We have that in the New Testament. Isaiah wrote this between seven and 800 years before Matthew wrote his uh, portion of scripture here that we are reading today. So Isaiah knew this is what God was going to do. There is going to be one come down from God and his name is going to be God with us, Emmanuel. So Jesus was born on earth in a real, as a real human being. He entered our space and time and became one of us so that we might be with God forever. And just think about it. There was one generation that actually saw God. 
They saw Jesus Christ. Think of the disciples as they walked, as they talked with God, as Jesus taught them, as they had meals together. Jesus fed hundreds of people. Uh, he did uh, miracles and healed a number of, of uh, people that had uh, uh, physical issues and so on. Think of that one generation. They actually saw Jesus. They saw God. And actually, as we think of uh, this one generation, but we think of the word Emmanuel, God with us, that is uh, the forerunner of our eternity in heaven. John chapter 14, verse 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you Maybe also. Do you know what that means? That means Emmanuel. Where Jesus is, we shall be. And so the fact is, as Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I am going to fulfill that name. I am that name, Emmanuel. For those who are saved, I will bring you to a place that where I am and that Emmanuel, uh, he is preparing a place for us. And so we have something great to look forward to, that we will continually be with Jesus, our Emmanuel. And then we continue on to the third. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 1, 16. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. <clears throat> so the third name is Christ. But there's another name that is connected with that. Uh, the third name is Messiah, which is the Hebrew. Greek, the Greek name is Christ. So the two are interchanged. They both mean identically the same. They are the same word. They both mean anointed. One. So in the Bible context, it means appointed by God for his plans and purposes. Jesus Christ came down to this earth for God's appointed plans and purposes. In Psalm chapter 2 and verse 2, you'll find another thing that is mentioned. The kings of the earth set themselves. And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. That word anointed, if you were reading it in the Hebrew uh, Bible, it would be, uh, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his Messiah. The fact is, so there's coming a time when people are going to rebel. Well, we've been doing this all along. Rebel against God and rebel against his Messiah. So as we take a look at uh, what has taken place here, that uh, the anointed one, God has a plan. God has a purpose. There is no salvation outside of God's appointed plan and God's appointed purpose. <clears throat> In John chapter 4, verses 25 and 26, 
Now, Jesus is talking to a Samaritan woman. <clears throat> the Samaritan woman, they had some idea, a little bit of history with the, uh, the Hebrew scriptures, you might say. And so the, the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, and the Samaritan people, they had a, a, a little bit of an understanding, you might say, of, as to what was going on, what the uh, Old Testament uh, prophesied. <clears throat> and as Jesus was talking to this woman, notice what she says. And the woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Did you notice that there's three words mentioned in those two verses? Uh, Messiah, Christ, and Jesus said. All three, they all are connected. So as we read through the scriptures, yes, there's, our, there's different names given to Jesus. But each one reveals a little bit more of who he is and why he has come. So the Jewish people knew and believed that God would send a Messiah. They had an idea that that Messiah would be their king, that he would rule their land, he would get rid of the Romans, and he would get rid of the occupation. He would be uh, the one that would give their nation back to them, give them the freedom, give them the prosperity, not so much worshiping God in purity and in truth. That wasn't necessarily their idea. They just wanted the benefits of God. But there is one thing that they did believe, however, in Scripture, and they knew that the person, this Messiah, <clears throat> would be coming uh, from the household and ancestry of King David. And Jesus was. He did. The fourth name that we want to take a look at is found in Luke chapter 2, 10 and 11. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In that verse, you have another name attached to Jesus. And that name is Savior, which is attached to Christ, or the Messiah, which is attached to the Lord, who is God. So it's all connected, continually connected together. And so as we take a look at this particular word, the word Savior is connected to Christ, connected to Messiah, connected to God, and connected uh, <clears throat> to the plan and purpose of God. And Jesus is that plan and purpose. Now, what does Savior mean? Now, we probably have an idea what Savior means, but Savior means in the biblical context, Jesus is our salvation. Savior implies that there is no other salvation in the world, only that which is found through Jesus and brought forth by the plan of God. So Jesus is the Savior of the world, come down to deliver us from the power of death. And he is the one who has come to seek and to save the lost. Now, of all of the other names that are attached to Jesus, the word Savior carries with it a very huge price tag. Savior is connected to the Old Testament word redemption which is paying the cost of our sin 
And this is where Jesus gives his life on the cross to purchase our salvation. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, <clears throat> verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We are a new creation when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. As a new creation, we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and as this new creation, you'll notice, is different from the first creation. In the first creation, God spoke as the world and everything that is in it that we can see and that we can't see. As he spoke, it happened. It was done. And you will notice in the, uh, the second creation, God didn't just speak and we became a new creation. There is something much more uh, needed to happen uh, for us. Uh, for us to be born again, it required a whole new and different process. And Jesus paid that for us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he made him, uh, for he, that's God, made him, that's Jesus, who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. It took a whole different process, but Jesus paid the price for our <coughs> redemption. <clears throat> so, what do we do? How do we celebrate Christmas? Does it reflect the plan and the purpose of God? <clears throat> the world has somewhat taken over the Christmas atmosphere, and it's not to reverence or worship God. It's to create business and make money. <clears throat> As we think about who Jesus Christ is and his achievements, he does not condone our sin nor does he compromise his standard. We need to remember that. He does not ignore our rebellion, nor relax his demands. The word of God stands. What God has said in the Old Testament, what he has said in the New Testament, it is still pertinent. It is not that uh, the Bible is old-fashioned and it's way out of date. No, it is up to date to this very day. He does not dismiss our sin, but assumes our sin and sentenced himself to death. God's holiness is honored, our sin is punished, and we are redeemed when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And Jesus has done something that we could never do for ourselves. Our salvation through Jesus Christ will present us perfect before our Heavenly Father for eternity. Just think of the achievement what Jesus Christ has made. We have absolutely no idea how large the multitude will be in heaven. But just think that whole multitude of us, we're going to be perfect. And to think about the fact that we will never sin again for eternity. How long can we go for uh, without sinning on this earth today? We can hardly 
make it from one moment to the next. But here in eternity, we will never sin again. And everybody around us will be perfect, just like us. And when Jesus asks us to do something, we will do it instantly. We will desire to do it. We will do it with our whole heart and our whole being. We will uh, worship him. We will praise him. We will be thankful to him. Think of the achievement that Jesus Christ did when he came to this earth and fulfilled the plan of God. There is no way that we could do anything of that magnitude on this earth. But look at what he has achieved. As we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate grace. God's amazing grace. As we celebrate Christmas, it needs to focus our attention on who Jesus really is and be thankful we are part of his plan. Our salvation has a name, the name of Jesus.